Hey, Mike, you want to hear me do Ted? Today, we look at the Novell Customer Center on Novell Open Audio. Welcome once again to Novell Open Audio, the podcast that connects the Novell user community with what's going on inside and around the Novell universe. I'm your host, Ted Hager. And I'm Aaron Quayle. And we're here today because, well, actually, this we want a big rally right now. We want a lot of different people from all around the world. We want people who believe that the moon landing was a hoax. And we want the people who believe that it wasn't just Oswald as a solitary gunman. We want a lot of different conspiracy theorists right now because today it is the customer center, the Novell Customer Center. And if you've installed SUSE Linux Enterprise Desktop, you've done that, right, Aaron? Oh, yes, I have. And there's a point in it where it wants the forbidden. It wants your email address. You know, i got to step in here for a minute because i got to say I'm looking forward to this interview for one thing, and that is I freaked out when it asked me for that. Uh, I get nervous whenever anybody asks me for my email address or any sort of registration. And when our company does it, that's where it gets scary for me because it's like, okay, so what are we doing here? I haven't heard about what's going on. So let's find out today because we've got uh, in the studio with us uh, Senior Product Manager Brian Cardoza, who who leads up the Novell Customer Center uh, product or project within Novell. And we've also got the Director of All Things Web at Novell, Kim Eaves. Kim, Brian, thanks for joining us today. Thanks, Ted. And no, I didn't shoot JFK, but... Well, let's let's find out who you're about to shoot. <laughs> we'll make that decision after this interview. <laughs> so here's here's the question. Let's let's start this off. When I have to actually register my product, especially a Linux product, especially a Linux distribution, the first thing I think to myself, okay, what are they going to do with my identity, and how broken is it going to be if I don't give it to them? And the second thing I think to myself is, how is this not just about to become? Windows Genuine Advantage for Linux. Brian, your ball. Good question, Ted. And, uh, you know, if this was about being, you know, Windows Genuine Advantage, I think we'd have a reason to be afraid. Let's do a little compare and contrast really quickly about the difference between Nobel Customer Center and why it's asking for potentially identifying information and Windows Genuine Advantage. Windows Genuine Advantage is about controlling whether or not you can use software, right? And that's completely antithetical to what we do in open source software. On the other hand, the Novell Customer Center is about streamlining the number of tasks that an end user has to take in order to receive patches and updates. So in order to explain the distinctions, we probably need to spend a little time and dig into what the Customer Center is. All right. We'll we'll bite. Um, okay. Give give us the give us what the customer center is, if you good, will. Good. Okay. Thank you for uh, following my leading request there. Um, when we started doing some uh, investigation for the patch and update mechanism, actually for Code Ten, our SUSE Linux Enterprise Ten release, that uh, includes desktop and, and server. desktop and server. Um, we did a number of customer interviews, uh, customers of di- different sizes, uh, different types of environments, people who were using s- Linux in combination with other versions of Linux, um, you know, Red Hat, or we're using it with Sun. With Some customers had Novell proprietary products as well. Um, one of the things we noticed is that 
you know, there was a number of challenges that really Novell was putting in their place. It was complicated for them to get their uh, update streams configured. Okay, you've got to type in this URL, you've got to know this activation code. And when you sit down and put yourself in the shoes of an IT admin late at night trying to get a server installed, they want to get the latest patches and updates because that system's going in deployment. Once it's in deployment, they can't touch it. We realized we needed to come up with creative methods of getting the updates on a server as quickly as possible. So when you're talking about email addresses and activation codes, you're referring to the old stuff that we had, the Zimian stuff that was built in to the 9 release of the product? Well, the Zimian-based updates was really only in Novell Linux Desktop 9. And, um, you know, over in, meanwhile, on SUSE Linux Server, Enterprise Server version 9 and 8 and so forth, they had the YAST online update mechanisms. That actually brings up a completely different set of topics about where there were different methods for updating and, and so forth, and there's a whole complete set of problems that we needed to simplify there as well. And let me come back to that. But, you know, we realized we need to streamline the whole process for getting patches and updates and things delivered to your systems. And so we asked ourselves, how can we do that? First of all, we said we have to make no assumptions about people being willing to provide us with any information at all, but we still want them to get their updates. So if you're installing a SUSE Linux Enterprise Server or SUSE Linux Enterprise Desktop, and you say, you know what, Novell, no thanks, I don't want to give you any information. I just want to keep moving in the install. We will allow you to um, completely skip the process. The software will get up and get running right away. So the install doesn't stop or anything like that you, because you didn't give it your, exactly. your activation code. The activation code's an option? Exactly. Not only the activation code, but your email address. If you give us nothing, you can continue with the install, and your system will get up and run. Now, that immediately distinguishes what's going on between uh, the customer center and Windows Genuine Advantage. With Windows Genuine Advantage, you know, you, you don't give them the information they want. They're going to turn you off, basically. It might run for a little bit, but you're going to get the nasty messages. Is it really that aggressive that they go to the point where I, I, I thought it was just updates that they stopped coming down? They actually turn the system off? They, you on? get, there's, and there are, what I've seen is that you get the, the little blabby, it, they don't stop it from running, but you, you get the, the, the threat warnings. You got a lot of annoyances and, yeah. uh, and, and this version is not. At your home and that kind of thing. Well, you get the threatening messages, the things that say this is not a genuine, this hasn't, hasn't been given its genuine advantage certification. Click here to find out if you're stealing from us and we're going to, you know, stormtroopers will be at your door soon. <laughs> click here to find out if you're stealing from us. Yeah. I'd love to I, see I'm that. Click on that. Exactly. <laughs> so, wait, I, I want to make sure I totally understand this. So, if I don't register, I can do the install and I can still get the updates? Well, we when it comes to getting updates, we do want one thing from you. We want. We needed to get your a piece money. of information. <laughs> yeah, your money. Actually, that's a good qu- point. Um, all of the updates to SUSE Linux are also available through the OpenSUSE site, right? So you can get all the updates you want for free with no encumbrances. In addition to getting the updates for free from OpenSUSE, some people prefer to purchase this enterprise version of Linux where we have a service that we deliver. We package them up. We deliver them in an update stream. That is that value-added service that comes with an enterprise version of Linux. Okay, wait right there because I want to dive into that real quick. When you say the patches are available on OpenSUSE, it's my responsibility then to go out, look for those patches, 
and download them and apply them, right? It's not going to be an automatic gas exactly. process. Exactly. Okay, I just want to make sure that I understand the experience right. that I get on both sides. Right. You know, nothing prevents you from going and, and doing that because it is open source software. We're just, you know, if you want that experience, well, then great. We don't want to get in your way. There are people who prefer the power user experience. They tend to be developers or enthusiasts and or people with a high degree of technical expertise. They can still do that. Um, corporations, other organizations, enterprise-type organizations, they want to pay Novell for a couple of things. One is some tools to streamline that process, and number two, a little bit of insurance that we will stand behind the products and help resolve issues, right? That's the purpose behind an enterprise distribution. If you are an enterprise customer, then... What we would like from you is some sort of data that we can use to rendezvous back and connect this system up to your activation codes, if you will, for that service. It's really about activating that service delivery, not you, about activating the software. When you mean um, co connect that up, you mean have an association between the, the activation code and the actual system itself right. so that the customer right. can actually track it or Novell can track it? So customers are telling Novell, hey, make it easy for us to get these updates. You know, time is money. We're a large enterprise. We don't have time to go find these, apply them. We want to make sure that we have a service that delivers these to our company and provides them, you know, when, when needed. And so the main point of Customer Center and the reason that we've tied up this email with this activation code is so you're entitled to get those updates. So your entitlement, the purchase that you made, has to be tied up. That is the reason that we ask that, the identifying yeah. questions, so that we can give you the service you've purchased. You, you asked, Ted, is this for us to track or for the customer to track? When it comes to tracking, you know, is the system up to date? How many systems are there? That's information for the customer to use. So any information like that that's collected or presented in the customer center is only available to customers. When you register a system with Novell Customer Center, we have terms of our privacy policy that you can click through and read. And, and one of the things is, is, what do you do with this information? And it clearly details what we do with it. Yeah, what, 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 what do, do we, we do with it? Because, yeah. I mean, that's, that's Aaron's paranoia right, right there. Is, uh, right. And also, you know, if, if when we get into this, if we can get a little bit of an idea also of how are we doing the control on the uh, po potential spam, <laughs> if Good you question. So, and, and why my email address? So, yeah. first of all, what are we doing with the information? And the answer is we store it to present back to you in the specific cases of, you know, what systems, how how many, things like that. Anything that's individually identifying or corporate identifying is simply for your use. The one thing that we do reserve the right to do is go run aggregate reports on, on any sort of uh, hardware information you may choose to provide to us. One of the options you have is to say, give me a, give Novell a top-line de demographic report on what drivers am I using and that sort of thing. That helps both of us as a customer and as Novell because uh, Novell is then able to go through and look what types of hardware are in common usage. We can put the most effort then into refining the quality of drivers, adding new driver support, things like that. But, again, that's only in aggregate. So uh, that kind of thing, though, okay, so no, I, I couldn't figure out at first what's, what's Novell care about this driver or that right. driver. But that's the kind of thing that product managers could use to actually say who's using AS400 still or who's using this particular disk array controller or anything like that so we know, 
hey, there are people that are going to be affected or not. Exactly. Does that, does, but there's still a, an amount of anonymity that people might want. Is that information tied back to them still, like when a product manager would look at that or something? Well, you know, obviously in the database that link exists, and so customers have to rely on, do I trust Novell to abide by their po- privacy policy? And, you know, if they are not comfortable providing that sort of demographic information to Novell, then they don't have to. There's a, it's a little checkbox. They uncheck it. The information doesn't come up. So it's a permission-based thing then? Absolutely. You have to grant that information to us or we don't get it. Um, some customers choose to provide it uh, for the additional reason that they use that inventory information, if you will, to identify systems. You know, is that system really that system? We let them do that. We let them rename them. You don't have to use your host name or anything like that. You can provide us with an asset tag number, and we'll store it, but we don't care what it is. We don't look at it. The information is there for them. Okay. Okay. The other question you asked was, why the email address? And Yeah, why the email address? This, the answer is actually pretty simple. We went through every possible combination of what we could ask for, and we, the goal was to reduce the amount of things that, that a, uh, you know, the system administrator would have to enter. And we finally stumbled upon the fact that in order to download the software, they had to have a Novell account. If they sign in with their Novell account, they get the download, right? Well, in order for them to have a Novell account, they had to supply Novell with their email address. So they're not providing us with anything we didn't already have. They give us the email address that's linked to their existing Novell account, and we match it up on the back end, and we know exactly what user, what company, what everything else to connect that system to now. So a best practice for anybody that's going to be doing this, if you're actually a Novell customer with a contract with Novell, then you want to make sure that you don't use your personal email account not exactly. instead of the one that you provided to Novell. You want to make sure that you use the email address that's consistent with what you've already provided Novell. And I know when we're in a hurry, we don't always pay attention to things like this, but if you look at that little registration page where it asks for your email address, there's a little link that says, which email address should I use? And you click on it, and it sort of walks through the rationale of why you would use, you, you know, even if you have multiple business email addresses, you can email me at more than one address, it'll get to me at Novell. But I want to use the one I use for my Novell account so that that linkage can happen automatically. And whenever people give their email, they always have this fear, hey, Novell's going to spam me. You know, They say that it's for this purpose, but I know I'm going to get spammed. So one of the things that we've allowed for in Customer Center is complete control of your notifications. So you can turn on or off any notification. You can say, I only want... Um, I only want to receive critical updates, notifications of those. I don't want to receive notifications at all. So you have the flexibility within Customer Center to turn on and off your notifications, and we're adding more and more flexibility in that space in future phases. So is all this stuff integrated now? We started off with what was necessary to get patch and update really buttery smooth in SUSE Linux Enterprise 10, and as part of that, we've integrated the various portals, the Customer Care Portal, the SUSE Linux Portal, Uh, From now on, we're going to be focused on usability enhancements, and the very next new service we'll integrate will be the support services. And then from there, we've just got a number of other services that we're binding in over time, as well as, as I mentioned earlier, adding in the other products. By default, I mean, how many emails, if I just leave it blank, 
and I subscribe to all the different emails, how many are we talking about a month? Are you going to send me a couple a day, a couple a week, or a couple a month? It really depends on how many different products you have or you're associated with. If you say, you know, tell me everything about every update that comes out to every version of Linux, ZenWorks, NetWare, whatever, group-wise, you could potentially get a lot of email. But uh, by design, we've tried to minimize the number of messages that people get. Now, if that turns out not to be true in your customer environment, you know, please come contact us because that means we've got a problem to fix. Uh, spam reduction and elimination is definitely one of our goals. So, Kim, when, when, when somebody's actually managing their account on this kind of thing, a uh, couple things come to mind for me, just annoyances from sites I've worked on and things. Um, is this 100% opt-out, like everything's enabled when you first go in and you just have to unclick things, or is it like... Does it have a bare minimum number of checkboxes going on with it? What we've decided is there's a few critical updates that we feel you really need to know about. Um, so those are those those you have to opt out of. Um, but all the all the additional communication you opt into. Good answer. That's the answer we want to hear. Um, and uh, the follow-on co- answer to that or question to that one. Questions um, come before answers. Uh, not in my book, they don't. The follow-on answer, you know, the follow-on question that I wanted to get on that one would be, um, now I don't remember, Aaron. Thanks a lot. <laughs> you just totally yes, me. Okay, no, actually, I did want to ask this one. This, um, okay, a community person goes in to do this kind of thing. They don't have an account with Nobel of any sort, and now they are confronted with this. They're just testing sled out. They're a reviewer. They're just somebody that wants to use it at home. Or maybe they even bought it off Shop Novell, so they got their own like copy of it. But they don't necessarily, they're not an enterprise person. They just want their software to work and the updates mm-hmm. to work. So um, what's this person's experience going to be? How is this different from an enterprise customer? How is this process made less invasive for this individual? So let's say I became in contact with a copy of SLED, and I had an activation code and I got to that point where I wanted to register with the customer center so updates would come I type in my email address I type in the activation code at that point they're done they never have to go visit the customer center again they never have to go associated with a company when they're uh, the only time Novell will then use their email address is that when their enterprise Linux desktop or Linux server subscription is about to expire, we can send them a reminder notice that it's time to go renew that so that they can keep getting updates. So, okay, so that's pretty cool because that means in a community person out there who says, I love SUSE Linux Enterprise Desktop, I want to pay for the update service, because I've had a few people actually say that to me, you know, they've said, I, hey, I like it so much and I want to support the company that's making so much cool innovation there. This person just gets there, hey, your one year is coming to a close if you want to continue to get updates, yeah. um, you know. Slide us a little more cash. You, you don't have to go to the point of all of the enterprise complexity if you don't want to. Great. Um, you know, there's different scales, right? An individual person, their their experience is going to be there. Somebody who's managing a small number of, of desktop systems and maybe a few servers, they're going to want to go up to the next level where they go into the customer center and take advantage of some of the added value. For example, all of those systems can report their update status to Novell, and you can... And then you can centrally view it there and say, which of my systems are up to date, which are falling behind. Um, and when you get into the larger enterprise types of customers, then we get to the point where, you know, frankly, those very large enterprises or even some medium-sized enterprises 
are going to want to go the other direction, and they're going to say, let's not report any of that information up to Novell. They're going to use customer center in an entirely different way, and it's more focused on the other elements of customer center that enterprise purchasing managers and IT managers are going to use, not the system administration functions. What, what are those other services? Because we've really been concentrating on the Linux updates. Right. And Linux updates was what, what got the ball rolling. But as we started moving through the various Linux update processes and saw how registration and activation codes and the difficulties around that became a barrier to getting patch and update configured, we started to realize that you know, some of these back-end systems that Novell has are uh, exposed to different um, user interfaces, and there's an opportunity to pull it together. Yeah, we we get complaints all the time. Hey, make it easier for me to renew, to purchase, to to do business with you, Novell. So we're putting a lot of items in place that help it so that enterprise customers don't have to spend time trying to do business with Novell. They can go in, they can renew their subscriptions online, they can go in, get a quote, um, for what, what, what is it going to cost me next year to renew this? They can also go offline, work with their channel partner, work with their sales rep, so they have the flexibility. The, those are the kinds of things that we're putting into Customer Center. Some of the initial renewal functionality is in this first phase. Additional functionality will follow. Give us a, give us a little bit of, uh, of the, how it used to be and, and what the difference is. Right. In the past, you had to manage your Linux products completely separate from your traditional Novell products. So you had a customer care portal for your traditional Novell products, and you had the SUSE Linux portal for your SUSE Linux products. So for customers over the last you know year, two years, it's been very difficult because they've had to manage in two separate places. So we've brought that together. You can manage all your products from one location, which is a huge time and cost savings for enterprise companies. Are there any uh, really good ones that you're looking forward to as well? Yeah, I mean we're looking we're looking to automate everything we can for the customer. Our whole goal with customer center is to make everything easier from patches and updates to purchasing to renewing to even to just communicating with Novell, being able to manage your notification preferences not just about your updates and patches, but any notification preference that you have with Novell about your about, you know, product marketing or anything. So like if somebody uses maybe also uh, other products, is that one of our targets? Like, uh, okay, I'm group-wise, or I've got Zenworks, or I've got NetWare, or I've got any iChain or anything like that. Is it, are, are we looking at bringing some of those in there, Brian? Absolutely. Uh, in fact, you know, while we started with the Enterprise 10 Linux products, we're working with Zenworks upcoming version, the next version of Open Enterprise Server, and factoring into, in fact, all of the product groups how that they can best use the customer center um, as a service delivery vehicle, as well as getting patches and updates and things like that. We actually had Eric Anderson in here just a couple weeks ago, who is, of course, over the SUSE Linux Enterprise uh, base distributions release. So I imagine you've got a pretty good uh, ally now that he's moved on over into the resource management side of the world. That certainly helps for our resource management products, and we also have a lot of great support from our workgroup product team as well. They're keenly interested in, in the customer center, not only because it's a way to simplify and streamline patch and update, but because this now becomes a framework for delivering any electronic service. So anything that is a value add to a product could be uh, bound into the customer center. 
The other thing that Novell really did was bring in our other services, our training, our support, and so that customers were looking at, hey, I want to be able to manage not just my products and my subscriptions with Novell as well as my purchasing, but please let me manage my training and my support and my certification. So those are additional items that we'll be pulling into Customer Center as well. Uh, that's great because that actually goes into my next question that I was about ready to ask, which is, is this an individual account or a company account? And let me give you the reason why I'm asking. As soon as you started to describe this, the first thing that popped into my mind was tying into support. Because it's very common for me to be talking to a company. And when I say company, I mean I'm talking to 10 different people all working within a company. And they say, you know, we're having this one problem, though. And I always say, okay, what's the open incident? And they say, I don't know what the open incident is because Bob's the guy who opened that. It would be so neat if I could just log into the customer center and see every open incident that anyone in my company has had. And even with the person's name tracked back to it so we know, oh, Bob opened that one, I opened this one, but they're both right there and I can look at them. I think you guys, you know, you say you don't know much about the customer center, but it's like you walk through our storyboard for how support's going to work. That's exactly what we have in mind. That's because your hosts at Novell Open Audio are brilliant. (laughs) That's good to know. We should bring you in more often. Um, You know, Aaron asked, is this an individual account or is this a company account? And some of the aspects are individual and some of the aspects are company. So things like, uh, you know, what are all the licenses that my uh, company has to proprietary products or what activation codes are there for services around some of our open source products. That's a company thing. You need to know about more than just the one you happen to have in your portfolio. So you get linked to a company, you have access to company-oriented resources. You can be linked to more than one company. Oh, that's starting to sound oh. rule-based. I'm getting all excited. Uh, well, so some of the, sometimes we have individuals who have multiple consulting uh, types of engagements where they are essentially the outsourced IT department for a small company. And uh, it makes sense for them to be a member, if you will, of each of those different company organizations. So or you, Does sorry. that pull in Novell Partners then? I mean, I mean the oh, actual That's a really partners. good example. Now, this is ultimately controlled by the customer, the end user customer. They can decide who to add, but they can add in their reseller partner and say that the person with that email address is now authorized to come in and view my company information because I want them to. Wow. All right. We also simplify your, your address book by showing you right on Customer Center who your support contact is, who your sales contact is, and if you have a channel partner that we're aware of who that is as well. So we make it easy to immediately get the phone numbers you need or the contact information you need to transact business with Novell. So it sounds like you guys have managed to make a something of a panacea here. I mean, we've talked about this. I, I talked about this when I was certified Novell instructor of having something like this for people and that was, you know, some 10 years ago now. Um, this has been going on. I was in product management, as you know, for quite a long time. And this was one of those things as who has what hardware, who has, uh, how does the customer know what incidents. This has always been just such a confused mess here. It sounds like you guys might have actually solved something here. Well, we've solved a lot of problems and we are going to continue to solve them. What, what's, what's the uptake right now? What's, I mean, how, how much is customer center getting hit? Yeah, we've had over 50,000 unique visits in the first 10 days. So we've also had over 300,000 page views to the site. People are not just going and looking. They're digging deep. 
people are going five, six pages deep into the customer center. In addition, we've had over 20,000 registrations of the SUSE Linux Enterprise desktop and server products. So this is, you know, in 10 days, it's amazing how much uptake this has really received. Wait, one quick question on that. Since it's a little bit off topic, but since you are the web goddess, <laughs> uh, what have we seen on downloads as far as the SLE products in the past 10 days? Yeah, it's been fabulous. We've had over 230,000 downloads since the 17th. Every six seconds, we have a download. We've had amazing response to the SUSE Linux 10 product and the customer center. They've both seen great traffic. That's great. That's great. And to hear to hear the statistics are quite like that is really nice to hear. And uh, I mean, one last question before we wrap up here, and that is, have we gotten any uh, early term reviews like customer feedback of going into the web interface and actually looking at it? And what are people saying at this point? We're getting really good feedback, both from our customers as well as the press and analysts. If you if you're you know reading the stories out there, Novell's received very positive press on both the product as well as customer center, and we're also getting good feedback from customers. Any criticism that people have uh, put out there that you already know? Yeah, we need to work on that. Yep. Um, they want more integration with some of our offline purchasing methods. So purchasing through some you know, online stores and through channel partners. So we're trying to do more to help integrate between those offline purchases and customer center. Great. How can people give feedback to you guys as far as if they've taken a look at the Novell Customer Center and they want to give you suggestions about things they like or don't like? Is there an easy way for them to uh, give you feedback? Yeah, there's a feedback link on the bottom of every page on novell.com. So they can click on any page within Customer Center and provide that feedback. Oh, that's great. Thanks. Hey, guys, thanks very much for helping clarify this. It sounds to me like uh, we, we still don't know um, where the moon landing was filmed. We got some ideas and things. We, we're not sure who the other gunmen were on besides Oswald, but... Uh, we do now know a little bit more about the customer center, and exactly now we have to develop our conspiracy theories and get them a little bit more sophisticated, because that's what you do with conspiracy theories. But thanks to both of you for coming in. Thank you. And that's pretty much a wrap for Customer Center and our discussion there. If people have follow-on questions, of course, you can always email us at openaudio at novell.com. Or uh, you can also go to our website. And remember, that's where you can request uh, any new topics that you might want us to uh, put in. You can also uh, rate the show and let us know what you thought of what you heard on the show and fill in comments and those kind of things. That's pretty much it for this edition of Novell Open Audio. We thank you for joining us. Remember, Novell Open Audio is a production of Novell Users International in conjunction with Novell Incorporated. Thanks a lot. We'll see you next time. <laughs>